This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. for the most part, are mostly milk. Now, you'll grow. Uh, the Bible says, uh, desire the sincere milk of the Word of God that you might grow thereby. So you grow on milk when you're a baby. Uh, and, and honestly, listen, now Sundays, uh, Sundays are very important, uh, you know, to the process, but it's, uh, you know... Um, it's more, it really is shifting more towards new believers, you know, uh, the lost being saved, uh, those that have been away from God coming uh, back back home. And to a large degree, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we stay with the very, very basic things. Uh, it is, it's, uh, but it's wise also um, to follow through and follow on to know the Lord. So we're able to do a little bit more on Wednesday nights as far as discipleship is concerned, you know. But but making disciples starts first with, uh, you know, uh, with um, babies and with uh, with those that are immature. You know, so and a lot of times, you know, uh, and you'll even take, you know, uh, um, sometimes your older folks just, you know, can't handle much more than milk and crackers sometimes, amen, because they haven't eaten properly in a long time, so you just got to nurse them along for a little while, amen. Uh, but uh, I want to encourage you uh, where the Word of God is. Uh, uh, is concerned. Um, this is very. It, it's just a missing, and it's a major missing component in uh, Christianity today. That when we have so much available, uh, you know, uh, to us, that that uh, the familiarity, I guess, of it has bred a certain degree of contempt that we don't take advantage of what we've been what we have been, uh, the measures that we have been uh, given. And it, um, it comes back to, um, I believe, on the part of the preachers. You know, uh, you, you can't stir someone else if you're not stirred yourself. You know, I mean, you know. Now, you know, now your faith is not really any of my business. I mean, you know, we're going to preach the Word of God. You know, I'm working, uh, I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. But I've determined now, you know, I mean, I've been with the Lord since 1983. You can do the math. Uh, but there's, there's just all of, uh, all of uh, uh, my growth is outside of what I, what I do know now. You know, I'm already grown up into what I do know. It's, if I'm going to grow anymore, it's, out, it's beyond what I know. So I have to be willing to go beyond the box it doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how much you know, you know. Uh, uh, 
we're going to spend eternity knowing God. Encountering, experiencing God, you know. Uh, have to, I think it's more dangerous for, you know, uh, uh, Christians that have been Christians for a while that, quote, know all that and everything, that, is it just to stagnate. If we stagnate, here's what here's you know here's what happens is that we get stuck, and then we get stunted. You know, stunted is directly related to growth. It's a growth term. You know, so you don't want to stagnate. You don't want to uh, get stuck. You know, in well, I know it, honey. We we haven't even scratched. You know haven't even scratched a millisecond of eternity where knowing God is concerned. That's the truth. Amen. Uh, but stagnation comes from, you know, it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, happen all at once. It just starts skipping, drifting, missing. I'll tell you in the days that we're in right now, you know, it's a funny thing about uh, about God that He gives us space and grace, but then there comes a point in time where He just changes it. The marker moved because God moved, and we move with Him. Oh, we stagnate, get stuck, and end up stunned. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you don't want to get left behind. You know, we want to we want to run tight with God, Amen. <clears throat> and we don't want and we don't want our motivation to have to be that the devil is clipping us. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not motivated by the devil. I want to be motivated by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Isn't that right? You know, God is not a last resort. I read the book and it said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." When God's first, see. Everything else will find its proper place, including the devil. He'll be under your feet. Isn't that right? You know, he, he's, he's not, uh, you know, we're, we're not having to react to what he's doing constantly. He's not driving the agenda. Amen. If you're growing, you're going. Amen. So if you're not going, start looking at you growing. Just the milk, you'll grow thereby. Just desiring the milk. You know, no taste for it. Amen. Are you hearing? Well, you know, that doesn't have nothing to do with you. You're here, aren't you? Amen. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes we just have to be content with, you know, because she can... You know, sometimes you tell and tell and tell and tell, you know, and then you get to a place where you just need to show and show and show and show. Uh, but people have to want to hear, and they have to want to see. Amen. And a lot of times it's not until they're in the deepest, darkest hole and in, the, in trouble. And Solomon said, now, here's the, here's the problem with, he goes, how this thing works in the mercy and in the patience of God uh, God is very long suffering God's, God's very willing to wait and so a lot of times the, the consequence of the choice doesn't catch us right away isn't that right 
you know, if every time you said something, if, if every time you said something, it happened, you'd start thinking about, I'm talking about happened shortly or immediately, you'd say, well, I'm going to tell you what, now I need to watch what I say. Because my words are powerful. They're framing my world. But see, you know, uh, 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 it's just not that away. Why? Because, well, look back over your day today. Would you want everything that you said to happen right then? <laughs> Let's move forward here. Amen. All right. <laughs> uh, Hebrews second chapter. I, I thought this is just an odd, an odd uh, entry. Uh, into talking about great faith. Uh, but this, uh, these scriptures uh, couch something that's very important to us. Right in the middle of this, uh, the Lord said, talks about a, a great salvation. A great salvation. Not just a good salvation, not just salvation, not just eh, salvation. No, great salvation. That's a, Tremendous terminology there uh, when we stop and uh, look at what the word great means. Remember, it, it is far above the regular or the ordinary where, where extent and measure, quality and quantity is concerned. It's not even close. It's a totally different category than the ordinary uh, or the normal. You know, I, I do not want to be ordinary or normal because I've seen what that is in Christianity. You know, I've seen that what that is in the culture that we live in. You know, that's far, far below what Jesus paid for or how Jesus lived or what Jesus believes of us or believes for us. Are you listening? Are you hearing? So, So, you know, there's no comparison with, you know, be careful about, well, you know, I'm as good as them and probably better than most. They're not the measurement. Hmm? Church on its best day is not the measurement. Your highest hero in the Christian kingdom is not the measurement. It's Jesus. It's how Jesus did it. How Jesus does it. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right. It says, since all this is true, we ought to pay much more closer attention. Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible should start to fall open there. We've been about three weeks. I think this is the fourth week, so I just, yep, Hebrews 2. Closer attention. We ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. Now, an interesting word in there is ought to. You know, we can know we ought to, and the intention is a substitution for the actual doing of it. Sure, yeah, I know I ought to. But you know something come up. Something's always going to come up. Something or someone. I mean, all kind of stuff. Every kind of distraction, every kind of... Little old thing, I'm telling you, just this and that and everything else will come up when you make a commitment to the Word of God to pay closer attention and you actually start doing that. I mean, you know, you're going to have to deal with some stuff. Deal with some folk. Deal with yourself. Hmm? 
If you can be interrupted, you will be. I remember at the leadership meeting, I think one that Sandy told me later that one of the little girls ran behind me and did a bunch of jumping around, stuff like that. She said, didn't you see it? I said, I never see nothing but what I'm doing. You know, are you listening? I mean, half the church could streak out of here half naked. I wouldn't make nothing to me now. I'm just going to, I'm focused. My faith is focused. Amen. I've learned to focus on the word, to focus on, on, on what God's uh, doing. Uh, I'm not easily distracted. Matter of fact, I get a little angry if I do get distracted. If it's loud enough to distract me, then, you know, I mean, something rises up on the inside of me because, uh, you know, uh, the value of the word of God in your life. I mean, one. Now, now sometimes we can't help it. Life gets busy. But boy, I'm going to tell you what. Now, you know, the good fight of faith is first fighting for the word of faith. The word that brings faith. Because it only comes one way. You've got to hear it. You can't live in the memory of faith. You're going to be deceived. That's religious. And you're going to get in a situation your faith ain't working for you. It's been parked too long. It has been, it's been in disuse for too long. Amen. I remember one time, well, I think it was this year, I told the leadership team, I said, you know, I'm having to believe for gas from my car. I've got myself stretched out here where I'm believing God for stuff. And I know they looked at me like, you know, why in the world would you be in a position like that? It's kind of like, why in the world are, are, aren't you believing God for every breath? Use your faith. Amen. Sure, you could get it some other way, but, you know, are you listening? There's some, there's some other way sometimes will fail you. We live by faith. Exercise that thing. You might need it someday. It, it, it might be important to you to have it in use. To when, you need to, when you need it, you can call on it and you know what's in good working order. It'll start when you turn the key. Well, Bruce, you're preaching real good tonight. You're just going to have to feel good about it all by yourself. Because your assignment is to tell them uh, so God can show them. But if they have to want to see and have to want to hear. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I'll go home tonight. If you didn't get nothing, call myself a great success. <laughs> why is he like that? Well, you know, because you're like you are. That's why I'm like that. Glory be to God. We both love one another. It'll be all right. Amen. I tell you what, now there's going to be some prophetic proclamations, especially over 2019. It, it might just as well start sharpening the chainsaw early. Might want to get ready because when woodcutting time comes, it's on. Might want to get ready. Might want to make some preparation. See, there's no promotion uh, if you're not prepared. Preparation precedes promotion. See, remember, you don't want to stagnate. You don't want to get stuck because you'll, you'll end up staying stunted. Amen. Well, all right, let's move on. It says we ought to. Everybody say we ought to. Well, but do we? See, now this is, if you look at this and take this at face value, who's talking to us here? Well, you are. And you're especially, 
You're especially mean tonight. No, this is the word of God. Now, whose word is this? This was dictated by the Holy Spirit uh, uh, to Paul to talk to us. But it's the word. It made the, it made the book, so it's the word of God. So, so, so then it would be God talking to us. If it's, from the, if it's the written word of God, it's, it's most assuredly the spoken word of God. God spoke it at one time. Is he, is he prone to repeat himself? Well, now, I, I beg to differ. I, I'm not going to be mean in this, but there's only 66 volumes here. It's all written down here for us. And it's the basis of everything God's going to say forever. So he might repeat himself once or twice. I've seen him do it through the major prophets and the minor prophets. I've seen Jesus quote them. I've seen Paul quote uh, Jesus and the minor prophets and the major prophets and Moses and all that kind of stuff. So yes, God will repeat himself. He doesn't have to. Uh, he could, you know, as far as his own ability is concerned. But now listen now, you know, he has to. Because he's like my mama. My mama said, how many times have I told you? Close the door. <laughs> well, mama, I can't figure out exactly how many times you have said that. But, you know, so the point is, you know, do what I'm telling you so I don't have to continue to repeat. I'm repeating myself so you'll learn the lesson. It'll just be automatic. Then I won't have to tell you close the door. But if you close the door for... 25 years and you grow up and have your own family come in, you're the last one in, you leave the door open, my mama would still say, how many times? Close the door. You raised you better than that. Close the door. All right. So now listen, and, and I'm, I'm going to counterbalance this a little bit. None of this is in my notes, but it would be all right. Boy, I've got some good notes. I spent some time this morning. Sandy came in and said, uh, you know, uh, and we did. We had lots and stuff to do, and I said, uh, I said, no, I've made a commitment to worship on Wednesdays and to bring a different measure uh, of attention uh, to Wednesday, uh, so that uh, so that. And this is exactly what I told you, and it's. And I said, we're going over here tonight and minister the Word of God and see lives changed. That's what I'm believing for. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not over here just for, you know. And see, if folks believed that, they'd be here. Yeah. Amen. I can't do anything about who ain't here. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm past fretting about that. But if you're here, I want you to hook up with me. Believe God's going to give you something that's going to change your life. You're going to have to start changing your mind in order to change your heart. Because, you know, you can hear it with your heart and your heart says, yes, I ought to. But till your mind engages, you make a, a, a decision and, and put some determination behind that. The ought to isn't going to get very far. The ought to ought to be, yep, mm-hmm, yes, amen, preacher. And tomorrow morning when it's time to spend time with God, oh, i got a lot to do. I ought to, but amen. Well, you know. No, no one's going to micromanage your life. How many of you have ever got a phone call from me or a text early in the morning and say, are you reading your Bible? <laughs> you know you ought to. You praying, you know you ought to. No, and not going to. 
And here's the reason why. That's not my, that's, that's, you know, I want you to. I know the benefit, how much you'll be benefited by that. But that's not my job to micromanage your life. Amen. Isn't that right? You know, uh, if I had if I had sneakers on tonight, what would it look like? Fifty nine years old, say, Mama, could you come tie my shoe for me? My shoes untied. Could you tie my shoe? Isn't that right? It, that's not her. It, she shouldn't have to tie my shoe at fifty nine years old. I should have already been been tying my shoes for decades. It shouldn't be an issue to tie your shoe. Should not should not even you know concern if you. Uh, if your shoe was untied at all, you'd have to call in some outside help. Call the preacher, pray for us, my shoe's untied. I got no one time a shoe. 38 years a man laid there. Jesus said, do you want to get well? He goes, well, you know, he had an excuse. I, I, you know, Jesus said knowing he'd been laying there, laying there a long time, knew exactly how long he'd been there, 38 years, asked him... That's a strange question, isn't it, to somebody that's laying there, I mean, trying to get well. I'm a trying. You know, but the Lord said, do you really want to? I mean, how could you be in this condition for 38 years? He said, well, you know, I've been dependent on all these other folks. I can't do it myself, and I'm dependent on all of these other people. And I'll tell you, Jesus put it right on top of him. He said, well, here's the deal. It ain't on other folks. Get up. Sure faith. You got a choice right now. Get up. I'm telling you, you ought to. Now do it now. And he could when he, whatever the Lord tells you to do, if you'll act on it, there you go. Amen. See, this I can't stuff, that's not in the Bible. I can do all things through Christ who, who, who empowers me, who strengthens me mightily on, on the inside. My inner man. Whatever he asks me to do or tells me to do, the, the answer is, yes, Lord, I can and I will. Because we can if we will. Amen. Are you hearing? <clears throat> well, I can't find the time. Well, you better quit losing so much time because you've only got a certain amount. You better find it. Better find how to use the maximum Maximize your moments and maximize your movements. Amen. I, I, I'm determined in that not to waste time, waste my day. Now, I'm not going to run around like a chicken with my head cut off and, and this dictates that and all the other kind of stuff. No, you know, be led by the Spirit of God. I'll tell you, the first thing he'll lead you is right into the presence of God. Say, let's start first with God. Let's start the day with God. And let's stay long enough with God that we're ready to start. That you've been prepared for the day. Hallelujah. Amen. And faith will prepare you, won't it? Amen. You, you, you can get too addicted to getting up every day and driving to work afraid of everything. Just afraid. You know, worries. and we, we're, we're, we're affronted when we say fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear. But now you need to understand how fear comes. A lot of times worrying, a fretting. Isn't that right? Picking up a package of steak at the, at the grocery store and it costs $10.39. Probably just better eat chicken because that's too much for us. Let's move forward. Amen. We're really getting down in there. 
we'll pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we've heard lest any way we drift past them slip for if the message given through angels the law spoken them to Moses was authentic and proved sure and it did and every violation and disobedience received an appropriate just and adequate penalty now understand God's not penalizing anybody we don't have to be afraid or fearful of penalty penalty but we do need to understand that, that there are consequences that come with every choice and there can be, when there are good choices, there are good consequences. If there are God choices, God-directed choices, there will be, there will be God-directed consequences. If they're not directed by God, there's going to be consequences. And, and, and they're not going to be good. Amen. But it, it, it's like, I don't know why God let this happen to me. <laughs> well, sugar, you know. I've asked that, I've prayed that way, said, God, I'm telling you what, why'd this happen to me? He said, because you made a choice. And the devil took advantage of that poor choice. Isn't that right? Wisdom is learning how to choose rightly. Good choices. Uh, Wisdom is being able to look. uh, The Bible says one of the, the, the benefits of wisdom is that, it will, is that prudence will help you to look beyond, if I make this choice here, where is this going to wind? How, how is this going to work out? Where am I going to be at? Amen. And wisdom comes from the mouth of God. It's the Word of God. The Word of God will give us insight. It will give us uh, uh, prudence, so to speak. It will give us the ability to see, because you look in here and see what happens if folks neglect the Word, neglect God, neglect the salvation. You know, pay no attention. Don't don't cherish it as a great thing. Everything's going fine. The sun's are shining. We got the blue tarp blowing in the wind at the beach. I like Miss Sandy. We went to the beach and it was wonderful. The first day, and the second day, we got down there and uh, uh, got out there and and you know you could see the rain a coming. And I tell her, I said, "It's going to rain." She goes, "It's not going to stop." Stop. It's not going to stay. So we would, we, we would, we'd last through that shower. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you talk about a diehard uh, uh, blue water, white sand fan. I mean, you couldn't talk her out of leaving. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I got up underneath the umbrella and it's kind of like, by gosh, it's raining. She goes, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, but finally, you know, uh, uh, you know, finally, uh, we had to get up and move on because the rain set in and rained all the way home. Praise God, it did come. Amen. And I'll tell you what, now the day will come when you're going to need the foundation of, of digging down and not, not living life under a blue tarp at the beach now on the sand, Okay. You know, that'll do as long as everything's fine. Uh, but but you, there's going to come a day when, when, when uh, life will demand more of you. Amen? And, and the devil runs around. I'm going to tell you what now. You know, he can read the gas gauge. He knows if you're running on films. Isn't that right? See, because you start getting edgy and nervous down there around uh, empty. 
if you know you're getting on empty. I thank God they have what they call idiot lights now. As years ago, there wasn't an idiot light. Most of the rigs we ran didn't, didn't have a gas gauge at work. You just put in $5 and you figured, well, I hope so. <laughs> and if she went to chug and you, you didn't even have a cell phone, you know, you had to be within walking distance of somebody that would open the door. Amen. Carry a jug in the back because you knew you were going to need it. An empty jug, but a jug nonetheless. Amen. There, how many of you know there's a better way to live than that? Isn't it better? And don't you feel better when you're on full? Can you just, you know, just, she's just filled up and you got money in your pocket and, you know, you're ready. You're all right. Isn't it better to live on full? Same way with the Word of God. We know when we're running on the skinny. Hmm? You not the Holy Ghost will tell you, Amen. He's not an idiot. Remember that the idiot light is the light is not an idiot. It's for the person that's going to be looking at the light. It's it. You know what I'm saying? The light's not you, idiot light. You, 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 idiot preacher. Just always talking about no, no, no. Amen. <laughs> no. This is for you. This isn't folks being against you. This is for you. Amen. You know. Now, now why are you driving this down deep? Because sometimes our roots need to go just a little bit deeper. Because what ends up happening is, is you know, the roots going deeper is not for when there's a five mile an hour wind. It's not for when the sun's shining and calm day they're not a breeze or not no it's for when the tornadoes come and when these these the wind shear comes with big lightning storms stuff like that it's then that you that you need that the root has the ability to hold everything stable and be still be standing when the storm is passed through it all and and on out on the other side amen well i've used most of my time just fiddling around here. Amen. We're still on op to. You know, re- religion will will be happy to let you and I live in the ought to and intend to, even want to, but if we never actually do the change of the measure. He what's the measure? Much closer attention. Than ever. So the, the measure is, would be more and better than, than ever, than ever before, or even ever right now. Whatever measure that we've grown accustomed to uh, and uh, uh, comfortable with, oh, that's a, that's a word, isn't it? They're comfortable. Amen. I won't. I won't stay there very long because we don't want to make you uncomfortable. But you'll probably be. You'll probably be doing. You'll probably be looking that one up in the dictionary in 2019. Let's go forward here, if we shall. Uh, much more than ever. Uh, a workable, doable plan to incorporate much more attention, a closer attention even, than ever. 
You know, closer attention would do that. That it got our attention, but we just kind of let it slip on by. You know, I heard that somewhere. I think I heard something about faith. I think I heard something about little faith, great faith. You need faith. We all got faith. Da 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 da. But it says much closer attention. Sandy's the world's best at this, you know. She'll say, are you paying attention to me? Yes, I am. And then she'll get closer to me. Amen. We have to have a little talk about personal space. But anyway, she, she'll get, she'll say, no, you need to be paying closer attention to me. I don't know why you'd have to kiss someone more after 40-something years. Seemed like you'd have kissed them enough. I don't know why God wants more after all this time of us. Seem like, you know, I call him every time I need him, and I need him a lot lately. I've got lots of problems. <laughs> Amen? Well, I'm having fun with this anyway. I'm not at your expense. I, listen, listen, sometimes just a little bit of jelly. We'll hide the penicillin pill if you grind it up real fine. And, and you won't even know you swallowed something that's good for you. Because something's ailing us. I'll tell you, ought to is an ailment. I, we don't want to have another year of ought to. How many of you can look at your plans from last year? And, there was the, and the plans was, I ought, to, I ought to do that. I know I want to do that. I believe God wants me to do that. Him and I agreed that we would do that. But you look at it year after year and you say, boy, I ought to have done that. I ought to might have paid a little closer attention to that. Amen? Anybody like that? If you don't, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not really living. See, if all, if you accomplished everything you set out to do, you, you, you set out, you set too small. You set too low. Amen. We want to make progress towards it, but boy, we ought to be ever reaching, adjusted. Amen. Even along the way. Hallelujah. God, I've got to stretch you out a lesson into more. Amen. Ought to pay the more earnest heed, the more earnest attention. How many times are you going to say that? Probably that's the last time. For tonight. What what what's what's in your 2019 plans? Because right now, right now, somewhere there's an overlap. Right now, these three months here, October, November, and December, where uh, where we're, you know, where we're deciding what the future is going to be, getting the seed that we need for hopefully an uh, uh, an expansion for growth. You know. Got no plans to, to farm five acres when I farm tried to farm ten this year. Only got eight, done real good. But you know, well, I could do better if I cut back a little bit. No plans to cut back. I have no plans to cut back on faith. No plans to, no plans to scale back a little. Well, you know, preacher, you're getting older. Yes, I am. I'm almost halfway there. Uh, I'll, in January, I'll be sixty. Amen. And most of what God has told me requires that, that I, have to, I have to let him hit the reset button for my life because uh, 
you know, uh, it's going to take, uh, take strength and courage. Amen. To do that. I'm attempting the greatest things of my life at 60. Got bigger things than ever. Greater things than, than ever God's setting before me. But the temptation is to, you know, yeah, but, you know, this, is, this would be more comfortable. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.